When I was tasked with picking a book to review for our Halloween special, I felt a wave of anxiety come over me since I don't really read horror novels. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that there was a book right up my alley that fit the theme perfectly. After all, what's scarier than a world without books? In Fahrenheit 451, we follow the protagonist Guy Montag. He works as a fireman, but not the kind of fireman that you're familiar with. In this world, firemen don't put out fires. Rather, they cause fires. More specifically, they set fire to books. You see, in this world, books are considered illegal contraband. One night, while Montag was out with his fellow firemen to act on reports of books that were being hidden in someone's apartment, our protagonist let his curiosities get the best of him. He took one book for himself and hid it in his own apartment to see what the fuss was all about. He was curious why people were willing to put their homes and their lives at risk for such a seemingly insignificant object. The rest of the story follows his internal and external struggles surrounding the illegal contraband that is now in his possession, and he's forced to decide whether he still fits into the world that he helped shape. At first glance, you might think that this book is a commentary on censorship, and to a certain extent you would be right. But it's so much more than that. Censorship takes away any sense of agency from the people who are being deprived of information. But more than that, the book is about the suppression of individual thought. It's not that the dystopian government of Fahrenheit 51 is interested in taking thought away from their people entirely. Rather, they're interested in controlling, molding, and shaping that thought in a way that benefits the powers at large. In simpler terms, propaganda. Who would have known that a book published in 1953 would be so relevant in 2021? Well, Ray Bradbury knew. In as simplistic a voice and as methodical a story structure as possible, Bradbury was able to weave a multi-layered novel packed into a 150-pager that you can finish in a single sitting. No, Fahrenheit 451 isn't just about keeping people away from books that hold valuable information. Rather, Fahrenheit 451 is about breeding a society and culture that feeds off just one source of information. A source that doesn't always tell the whole story. This is the kind of propaganda machine that is responsible for modern-day misinformation, anti-intellectualism, and political gaslighting. Too often, people these days are made fun of or vilified for speaking based on facts, logic, and sound reasoning. All because people are too proud to admit defeat or are too insecure about their incapability of producing any kind of individual thought. Listen to this quote taken directly from one of the book's antagonists. With school turning out more runners, jumpers, racers, tinkerers, grabbers, snatchers, flyers, and swimmers, instead of examiners, critics, knowers, and imaginative creators, the word intellectual, of course, became the swear word it deserved to be. At the end of the day, it's always a lot more convenient to hide behind the veil of ignorance. It's always a lot easier to delude yourself into thinking that you know everything than it is to admit that you don't. And that's the power of books. They offer you a means of alternative thinking. They open your mind and reveal to you your own ignorance. It's this kind of humility that allows for open dialogue and healthy discourse. 
This is the kind of unlocked thinking that is responsible for the sustained progress of human civilization. As you may already know, fire and burning are very big metaphors in this book. On one hand, burning can be used as a symbolism for destruction, pandemonium, and chaos. But on the other hand, a burning fire can also symbolize the audacity of hope and the prospect of a brighter future. Whether you choose to align with the former or latter is up to you. With Fahrenheit 451, Bradbury managed to produce a classic that will stand the test of time, something that can be summed up best by the man himself. I'll end this review with a passage taken directly from the book. Everyone must leave something behind when he dies, my grandfather said. A child or a book or a painting or a house or a wall built or a pair of shoes made or a garden planted. Something your hand touched some way so your soul has somewhere to go when you die. And when people look at that tree or that flower you planted, you're there. <laughs>